Zero Gravity Cheer Routine. I'm Hannah, and I'm breaking NCAA recruiting rules. And I'm Maggie, a flavorful froyo. And this week, we are talking about Zombies 3! It's our first premiere! Wow! <laughs> it's our first premiere. The Maggie Meister's back. We had to bring her back for this one, everyone. Holy shnikes. We're having moments. Uh, this one... Yeah, this might be a historical event. <laughs> it might be. It's... We just... I told Hannah, we're gonna have to actually talk about the movie this time. So, we're not doing Beyond yeah. the <laughs> We're not doing no. much... We don't have time. There's too much to discuss. Mm -hmm. Do we want to start, jump right into 60 Second Summary? Um, I think it's my turn. I don't know if we're going to throw it to Maggie. No, we won't make Maggie do it. That's not what her specialties lie. You have to talk louder so we can hear you on the recording. It is not my calling. Thank you. All right. I don't even know what to... Alright, do you want me to count you in? Please. Three, two, one, go. So, we're back in Seabrook. It's senior year, which is a little confusing because all the seniors from the first movie are still there, but anyway, um, it's perfect. Uh, it's like circa the 1950s vibes. Um... Everything's great until all of a sudden uh, Zed is trying to get a college scholarship so he can be the first zombie to ever go to college, break the glass ceiling a little bit, kind of. Um, but then aliens come down from space. They break Seabrook a little bit, but they're nice aliens. They're trying to find the map home to their new planet because their old planet died from global warming and one of their scouts like a hundred years ago left a crew on Earth in Seabrook's most precious thing. And of course it's going to be Addison, even though for like the whole movie they pretend it's not. Um, they're nice, but they also lie a little bit. There's cheerleading. There's a lot of songs. Zed's trying to get the scholarship. Addison has an identity crisis. And, um, there's drama at the end. Perfect. Oh, my God. I thought I was at 321. You were. Okay. Good. Um, and the interesting thing about that is that I did not set a timer. And I realized that. I was like, she's doing so well. I didn't set a timer. So I just took a guess. But I think we did pretty good. And you know what? That was an incredible little summary you gave there. Um, I'm going to pull up the official one. Yeah. It's, oh, what does it say? It says, It's Zed and Addison's final year at Seabrook, and things are better than ever. The town has finally accepted monsters as a part of Seabrook and has become a safe haven for monsters and humans alike. Zed is on the cusp of receiving a football scholarship and becoming the first zombie to ever attend college, and he's excited to join Addison, who has already been admitted. Addison is excited to mark the opening of the town's brand new cheer pavilion by inviting cheer teams from all over the world to compete in an international cheer-off. However, the town is shocked by the arrival of a new group of intergalactic outsiders, aliens who show up to compete in the cheer-off. Though they begrudgingly allow the aliens to stay for the competition, the monsters and humans of Seabrook grow suspicious when they discover that the aliens may be looking for more than a friendly competition. So that's pretty much exactly what you said. It's true. Thank goodness. Lizzie and Maggie, this movie has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. And you know what? Oh, so far. And you know what? It should. Well, it should. Yep. 
It's not as high as last week's score. Wasn't last week something crazy, like 99? I don't know. I think so. I think it was 100%. Yeah, it was something really high. Um, and obviously this this movie, as we're recording, um, we didn't make it totally clear. This movie came out like five days ago. Um, I watched it on the night it premiered, the 15th. You two watched it today. Yeah, we were, so we were on vacation, so we couldn't sit and watch it. Yeah. You guys were off the grid. Um, but, you know, the score could change. But, yeah, it's a good score. Um, ready to dive in. So, I think since we're talking about rankings, let's just, oh, yes. let's just dive right into that. So, as a brief overview... Since this is the final in this trilogy, or I guess we don't know if there's going to be a fourth one. I'm assuming not. Yeah, I'm assuming not. I read some interviews, and it's sounding like probably not, but who's to say? So, Hannah gave the first movie a 4, the second movie a 4.25, and what would you like to give this one? Oh, this is so much pressure. Um, see, here's the thing. In, like, the five days since I watched it, my feelings have changed a little bit. Um, I think if I'd given it a score, like, as I was watching it, I honestly would have scored it a little bit lower. I was very frustrated with a lot of the plot. Um, I think I'm going to give it... I'll also give it a 425. Alright, love that. So, same as two. I gave the first one a 3. The mm-hmm. second one a 3.75. And I'm also going to give this one a 4.25. Yay! Uh, so, Maggie gave the first one a 4. Point five? Is that yes? Oh no! No, the first one was a four. She gave the second one a four point five, and the third one five out of five. Yay! A five out of five. Look at that. I was in fact very much satisfied as the customer. A satisfied customer. I love it. So, you heard it here, folks. An actual child, 5 out of 5, loved the movie. And she is their target demographic. She's exactly so. their target demographic. So, they must have done something right. We're not their target demographic, and they were hitting it hitting it pretty close to us. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Um, I would like to address the elephant in the room here. Address it. When Maggie and I were watching this film, this Disney Channel original movie, which the target demographic is those in the age range of around 8 to 14. Yeah. We both cried. Like babies. We cried watching this film. Because that's what it was. It wasn't a movie. It was a film. A film for children. A film. Yes. A piece of cinema? No, Maggie, it was a film for us. Harry Styles' cinema was written about this. When he so bravely said, yeah, we were wrong. I dig your cinema, he wasn't talking about Booksmart. He was talking about Zombies 3. He's a prophet. 
He didn't even know the movie yet. And this is what it was about. No. So, oh my god. I don't even know where to start. I don't either. Let me go take a look at my notes. I have Lizzie um, already said that she was kind of so entranced that she didn't take a lot of notes. I have probably nearly 100. Hannah um, has maybe about 75. This movie for the last I have. four days. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. I haven't rewatched it yet. I almost did. But I've been listening to the music. I've been reading interviews, watching interviews, um, texting Lizzie saying, We're going to watch it. My goodness. Um, Lizzie, you forgot to address the other elephant in the room. What is the other elephant in the room? We cried for no reason. Oh, we were taken around the block. We were so deeply upset at what we thought the ending of this film was going to be. And then we had to pause it, to pause the movie, and we saw that there was some 12 minutes left of the film. So we were like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, have we been led astray? And you know what? We were. We had been led astray. Like small little... See, I was equally as emotional as you all, but I think I was, I was angry. My notes all from that section are in mostly all caps and have some expletives. Oh my. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. What you're talking about. I'm going to see if I can find Hannah's exact reactions to this film. <clears throat> the hard thing is we text each other 1,700 times a day. <laughs> you got to scroll back really far just to get to Friday. Okay. Yeah, it's been four days. So, it came out on Friday. Um, and she watched it Friday night. And at 11.46... Mm-hmm. I started it at like 11.30 at night. 11.46 p.m. The texts start rolling in. Mind you, at this point, I've already been asleep for a solid hour and a half. At least. She says, I'm finally watching Zombies 3. I'm 20 minutes in. I won't spoil anything, except the third song is everything so far. It could be on the radio. At the end, she texts me again. Again, I'm asleep. I don't want to spoil anything for you. But these are my last three notes. 46. They're crying. 47. Someday. 48. That kiss! I (laughs) can't even say I have scrumped so many screams during this movie. Then she sends me a timestamp of 1 hour, 19 minutes, and 13 seconds through the movie. I didn't remember this, so we'll have to go back and pause. This shit is all I have to say. I'll tell you exactly where it was. finished. I remember. This was a lot. She was really going through it, and I'm sorry that I wasn't conscious to the moral support that you so clearly needed. It's okay. I stayed up all night. Um, when I I turned it on at like eleven thirty or eleven o'clock at night, and I noticed I was like, oh my god, this movie's only like, it's less than an hour and a half, I think. And I was like, easy breezy. It took me probably almost three hours to watch it because I kept pausing and rewinding and pausing and rewinding and going back. Um, but my very first note is, y'all have no idea how excited I am for this movie. I made everyone I know watch the trailer. Well, I Hannah had me send her a video 
of me reacting yeah. to the trailer after we recorded the last episode. So, mm-hmm. all good things. All right, Mags. I made my dad watch it. Did you really? That's yeah. funny. Um, do you want to kick us off with some thoughts on the movie? Yes. So, the ending did both make me feel joy and quite a lot of anger. Because, uh, as Leslie mentioned, we had been led astray. Um, let's see. I feel like the... Tell us what happened, Maggie. <laughs> what? You tell them what happened. You can tell us what happened. Okay, so... Here, hold this. Alright. So, at the end... Um, wait, am I allowed to say what actually, like, the, am I allowed to spoil the ending? Yes, of course. That's all we do in this podcast. Yeah. Cool. So, basically... Do you not listen to the podcast? No, I don't have Spotify. <laughs> you have Apple? Everyone else in the family has Spotify. Whatever. Anyway, so... Addison finds out that she, herself, is an alien. Well, part alien, because her grandmother was an alien, but then she married a dude, and then her kid married a dude, so... She's like a... Quarter alien? Quarter alien? Yeah, quarter alien. Yet somehow she becomes a full-fledged alien, and it turns out that the map that the aliens... Oh no, the code for the map that the aliens need to find their new planet... It is in her DNA, so she needs to go with them, and she can't, like, bring any of her friends or her boyfriend, and that's upsetting to quite a few people, including, um, this alien named Aspen, who is my absolute favorite, and so, at the end, when Addison's, like, saying goodbye to everybody, he her and Zed have, like, this very dramatic, like, handhold, like, almost like the ones, like, through a window, and I just lost it. But then, it turns out that they realized that peace and harmony was not always ideal. So they're like, you know what, let's just go back to Seabrook, and where, like, all of our new friends are. We've been a stray. They realized that the coordinates were taking them to Seabrook all along. Which is so dumb that they literally went all the way to space. Yeah. Traveled light years away just for them to have to return. They didn't read the coordinates before they left. Well, remember, there was the whole part about the machine being broken. So they could only, they were going to updates as they go. But I agree. It was an unnecessary detail. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... I wrote, at that section, I wrote, that was when, when we did the handhold through the window, but it wasn't a window, that was when I texted you those notes that they're crying someday that kiss, because it was their final farewell, like, they were never gonna see each other again, um, and I was like, I was like, surely she can come back after they find their new paradise, I know, and they were, um, you know what, I can't believe we haven't talked about this, because what really got me emotionally here is it was yet again a musical reprise. <gasps> I know, we had a callback. It was the same song that was in the last two that they originally sang as a duet, like a cute little upbeat duet. And then they had like a cute little romantic reprise in the first one. And then in the second one, mm-hmm. they had a cute little romantic reprise of the same thing. And then in this one, 
the whole cast was singing it bit by bit as like a montage of all of their like stuff together. I'm missing oh her. Oh my god. It was horrible. That was the timestamp I texted you was during that Sunday reprise with everyone and Zed had like a little like riffy moment and it was beautiful. That was the timestamp. Yes. So you were just really sending me Milo Mannheim fan texts. Um It was. I would like to say I'm, I'm sorry. I would like to say, um, what would I like to say? Oh, uh, yes. I'm very happy that we got the full hair transformation for Addison from from Lizzie Blonde, which is kind of, like, yellowy blonde, to, like, like almost white, like, platinum blonde, to just straight up blue. I'm very happy with that. Mm. Wig! I did like the blue. Wig, although I liked her hair cut at the beginning of this movie. They gave her kind of a shorter, like a lob moment, shoulder length. It was very chic. It was cute. When she switched and became a full alien and her hair turned blue again, um, they gave her like long hair. And I didn't love the cut. I would have preferred if they'd given her blue, but like kept the cut. Yes. Um, it was giving very much descendants. Again. Yes. It was. Um... One last thing I'd like to say. Um, I am very happy that Aspen and Willa got together. It warms my little heart. Yeah! Yeah! One of the aliens and then Willa, who was the, um, like, leader of werewolves, had a cute little having a crush moment. And it was very cute. And so did Wyatt who was the lead male werewolf from the last one, and Eliza, the zombie, who was yeah. in the movie. But that was there. weird. Yeah, clearly she wasn't there. I think that actress might have had a baby, which is weird because she looks like she's a child. But I think she's like a real adult. No. So, like, clearly they were like, well, we can't write her out. And we can't give her a baby. Um, so they had her, like, away at, like camp or NASA or something. Um, and she, like, spent the whole movie just kind of FaceTiming in at random points. Yikes. Um, I wrote, Zed had a funny line about that, where he was like, oh, she's wherever she is. My zombie is breaking the glass ceiling. <laughs> yes, it was very cute. I, um, I wrote down at one point, one of, one or two of my notes were kind of like, oh, like, it's a little cheesy, the dialogue isn't, like, supernatural in a lot of it, but there were also a lot of really good quotes, if you wanna, um, get into that. What's up, Doodle? Also, extra terrestri, that's all I have to say. Oh, that was really funny. Well, Instead yeah. of saying bestie, her friend Brie calls her her yeah. extra terrestri after she turns. Yeah. It was the, um... It was the transformation that she wanted in Zombies 2 and she didn't get. I know, and now she got... And that's, I was a little worried. I was like, oh my god. I think it's followed the same, like, maybe you're an alien and then it turns out, oh, not an alien. Just a cool person. I was like, oh, they're gonna do this again? That's gonna be boring. Also, apologies. I'm... Yeah. I'm sick, but... Well, stop that. Uh, um... <clears throat> Jeez, um... Um... 
Can we get into some fun quotes, some some of your favorite dialogue? We shall. We are going to take this moment to bid adieu to... Hello, to a master. She's got to go to bed early so that she can go have a fun day out with my aunt tomorrow. Also known as my aunt. Um, so much fun. Also known as her aunt. Because <laughs> we are. <laughs> Alright, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Say goodbye to Hannah. Goodbye, Hannah. Bye, Maggie. People. Hannah is also a people. And don't you forget it. I'm going to pause this while you take your moment. really feel the need to talk about any of the aliens cast. Uh, except. I, I will, but later. Except I have one thing, and then you can have an actual discussion oh, okay. about the aliens cast. Go ahead. Cast. The mothership. <clears throat> the ship that they're on has a voice who speaks to them. Yeah. And people who are listening to us, you will never guess who this spaceship is voiced by. <gasps> because when I saw the name card come up and then heard the voice, I almost I almost launched myself in outer space. Here's the thing, Lizzie. People I didn't tell who it was. <laughs> it was RuPaul Charles. It was RuPaul! Oh my god, I didn't realize that. RuPaul! I just said that this second. And I knew that RuPaul was in this movie. I saw the card. I or I saw like the IMDb. I sent it to you. I said, RuPaul's going to be in this. And then I forgot. Watched the movie. Didn't I, see RuPaul. I, I, might have, I gotta be honest. I think it's entirely possible I ignored that text from you. Oh. See, I'm just, I had no clue. I knew he was going to be RuPaul was going to be in the movie. Forgot. Watched the movie. Obviously didn't see RuPaul, so then didn't think of anything of it. And then yesterday you sent me the emoji of a bald person, and I was like, how am I going to tell her RuPaul's not in the movie? You're so right! RuPaul is the mothership! <laughs> oh my gosh! And they interact with the spaceship like it's a mom. Yeah. So they'll be like, mothership, beam me up. And then RuPaul will respond like, no, you can stay down there until you remember your manners. Yeah. It was the crowning jewel on the tiara of this movie. It was so amazing. <laughs> I can't believe it, I didn't realize that. Absolutely. For the amount of discussions we've had on this podcast about a wig. Wig! It was only fitting that RuPaul be in this movie. In fact, it was... Uh, it was destiny. I, I say it. Okay. We manifested RuPaul into a decoy. Oh my god, I can't believe that RuPaul is now part of the Disney Channel original movie cinematic universe. I can. I kind of can. It makes sense. I do have a couple of notes about some of the actual alien cats that we see. Only two notes. Yes. Um, yes. Aspen, who Maggie talked about um, already, is played by Terry Hu, who is the first ever non-binary actor, non-binary character to be a lead in a Disney 
film. And something in my gut tells me perhaps to even ever be in a Disney. How, unless you can think of another decom or Disney movie where there's a non-binary person. Certainly not. So that's historic. Named. Yes. Um. And, oh my gosh, what an endearing character. Really, it's such a good character. My favorite of the aliens, um, had some really funny lines. Yeah, they, one of my favorite parts was that they had a crush on Zed. Oh. And like, um, it was so and then broke up with Zed. <laughs> and was like, we have too much history, we can't hug. <laughs> and he was like, okay. Yes, and it, well, the whole aspect of the aliens not understanding human emotions, yes. so they, like, so, Aspen, mm -hmm. um, Aspen was their name, yes. right? Yeah, the Aspen name? was the character. Yes. Um, is very excited to experience human emotion and shuts off their little, like, emotion suppressor mm -hmm. thing. Um, and it's like, oh my gosh, I have these, like, it feels like there's space moths in my stomach, and, like, my heart is beating very fast all of the time, and, um, excuse me, um, Addison is like, oh, it sounds like you have a crush, like, who's the lucky person? And then Aspen says, oh, it's a zombie. And then they all realize it's Zed. that they're talking about Zed. And then she, Addison says, oh no, they have I love Zed. And, she, and, and then Aspen is so excited and they say, oh, we both love Zed. Like, they don't get it. <laughs> like, that's so exciting. And it's Addison really hug. Um, And then later, I want to bring up when Addison breaks it to Zed or kind of says, says something. Oh, it's. Addison gets beamed up to the ship, which is the first clue that she's an alien, because my ship beams all the aliens up, and Addison's up there. Zed's already there. And she's like, Zed, what are you doing here? Well, first of all, they have a callback to the last two movies, where she punches him in the face again. She goes to punch him, she misses, he goes, miss me, and then she punches him with a left hook instead. And he goes, oh. Which was cute. Um, and then mm -hmm. she's like, why are you here? And he's like, oh, Aspen invited me here for whatever reason. And Addison says, poor thing, they're trying to spend alone time with you. And Zed says, alone time? Why? Oh. Oh, okay, well, I do have universal appeal. Yes. Hilarious. Um, very funny, very cute. My only other casting note is one of the other aliens, the guy alien, is played by Matt Cornette, I think is his name, and he is in High School Musical Musical Series. Oh, really? He plays, like, um... The he's one of the main characters. I think his character's name is EJ. He's like Olivia Rodrigo's. In he's in the love triangle in season one. Oh okay. Plays Chad. No, all of the naturally, all of the actors who played the aliens did a very yeah. good job. I know you want to talk about Baby Ariel. Like I still don't. And you know what? They did her so dirty with the makeup. In the football uniform. And there are, 
made her a football player. Huh? They made her a football player and put her in that stupid uniform. Facial expressions that she makes and the way they did her makeup made it look like she had the most rotten, horrendous lip filler. Well, I think she might. Um, well, I didn't want to make that assumption. I mean, I made that assumption, but I didn't want to. She lives in LA, so. But it was, the makeup was, it enhanced yes. it. And it made it far more pronounced than was absolutely necessary in the year of our Lord 2022. Yeah. So. Um, other than that, I don't really have any more casting notes. The only other, I guess, the one last thing. Um. Marley Mannheim, who plays Zed, and Meg Donnelly, who plays Addison, Addison, were both producers on this film as well. Fun fact. Oh, really? Yeah, and they talked about how that was, you know, a first time for both of them, and they got to have some creative control, and I was just proud of them. Are they dating in real life, or are they just They're just besties. She's dating one of the ACs in real life, but I ship it. Really? I ship, I ship, I, I ship Meg in my room. Well, but I won't. But I, I won't let it ruin my life because she has a real boyfriend. I think, I think he's in love with her, though. If you look at his Instagram, you you gotta ship yourself with him first. I, well, that's the thing. It's like do, but I feel like the two of them together is more realistic. They well, met already. That's true. <laughs> that's true. It's important to keep yourself humble. Yeah. But I, I was just really, really proud of them, especially because we talked, I think, last time about their ages. Meg Donnelly, they're both a little bit younger than us. I think Meg is 22 and he's 21. Which means when they filmed the yeah. first movie, they were like 15 and 16. Yeah. It's kind of bananas. And now they're like grown ups and, and producers. Like yes. Yes. Um, oh, sorry, I have to go. I have to plug my computer in. Okay. Quick. But I'm no listening. Um, I have a lot of, no, at least three times, maybe four, I wrote in all caps, Bucky. <laughs> um, I only elaborated once, so I don't, like, entirely remember exactly what they're referring to, I think one of them was in result of, like, the aliens had just landed, and they were like, what are the aliens doing here? And he's like, they're obviously here to, like, clone me and make a cheer team. I'm a perfect specimen. Wow. Yeah, I that was that. funny. Um, another one. Uh, oh my god. He's talking to Willa, and, I don't know, they're agreeing about something. He says, he goes, right, Willa? Or should I say, Lacey? That's funny. Lacey. I love that. Oh You're Lacey gosh. and I'm Lacey. I think there already is a Lacey. There is. A Lacey, a Stacey. Tracy and JC. That's hilarious. And then, you could meet you, Lacey. I could. I could also... <clears throat> Refrain from doing that. Um. But speaking of Bucky, I brought this up a little bit already. How is he still in school? How is he graduating with them? And all of the ACs. 
I don't know. I guess, like, kind of the same thing with Eliza. It was kind of like, well, we're not going to write out the main characters at this point, but also, like, half the plot of this movie is, like, Zed and Addison going, like, getting accepted to college. So they're seniors. It's been four years since the first movie because they were freshmen, or at least Addison was. I mean, I assume Zed was, too. Um, and, yeah. And, like, Bucky and all of his cheer friends, like, were clearly established at that school already. I mean, you don't start as a captain as a freshman, not even really as a sophomore. Right. So, maybe they're really dumb and they're, like, seventh-year seniors. Who knows? Maybe he's the Eddie Munson of his school. Oh, is that the guy from Stranger Yeah, he's, like, a seventh-year senior. Love that for him. Good for him. Um. Oh, is he the one that they have been using in that sad Hobbit audio on TikTok? I won't spoil Stranger Things for. Alright. He's the one that's the TikTok sound. Chrissy Wake Up! I don't like this! Chrissy Wake Up! Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Alright, Hannah. I know. What you want? What do I want to do? You want to talk about? I music. do want to talk about music. Go off, Queen. Um, do you want to do what we did last time, where we just kind of go through the list and give our thoughts? Yes. Okay. Let me pull up the list. Okay. Um, the first song that's not new is just kind of a surprise of fired up, maybe from like the first movie. It's like a cheerleading. We are the mighty shrimp. Um. Yeah, and that's not even considered a song yeah. the soundtrack, so. Yeah. So, I feel fine to skip that. Um, so then the first actual song is Alien Invasion. Yes, Camp Rock vibes. I also thought that like there was a that was a fairly large dance number as well. Yeah, there was a lot of dancing. I thought was a little unnecessary that early in the movie. Me too. Um, It was like they were dancing towards the aliens who they had not met yet. Yeah, it was. And I did look at Maggie and say they could have saved a lot of time if they'd just walked. Yeah. I, my note was, I'm not sure how I feel about the Alien Invasion song yet. I have since grown to like it more, but I still agree that, like, the dance battle situation was a little bit awkward, unnecessary. A little bit of the choreography in that scene, um, from, like, the humans and zombies and werewolves I didn't love. I did like the Alien choreo. It was pretty futuristic. Yeah. I also liked a lot of the music... Like, the aliens part of the song was kind of, like, dissonant chords. It, it, was, yeah, it was interesting. it was cool. And different. Um. The next song? Yeah, what's the next oh, song? Busy. It's Ain't No Doubt About It. The song hasn't left my brain in four days. We're gonna be fine, so fine. Ain't no doubt about it. 
I've just been calling it the It's Fine It's song. Fine. It's called it's, so I know it's called like Ain't No Doubt or Ain't No Doubt About It. Yes, I loved that song. I, it was wicked. I just wrote It's Fine with a lot of smiley faces yeah. around it, so that's how you know I really liked it. I put this song, this song is so good, it could be on the radio. Um, I'm adding this to my playlist. I love the choreo. Lizzie, I can't stop listening to this. I listen to it every day. I added it to my playlist. The choreo was cute. They were cute. It was the first, well, I wrote also, it's the first duet we've gotten since Sunday in the first movie. But then it wasn't for me to duet because there was a little alien interlude in the middle. Yeah, but that but wasn't entirely No, and it's still, it. it's so cute. Yes. Um, it was so cute. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's a very listenable song. Yeah. I, I love it. I can do a whole podcast episode on that song. Um, alright. The next one is, is Come Out. Ooh, I like that one. I like that one. It reminded me of a Nicki Minaj song that I don't know the name of. I thought maybe that's the one you said reminded you of a Nicki Minaj. I didn't get as much of that. Um, um, it, but I understand where you could have well, gotten Here's from. where I got that from. And it's funny that we talked about America's Best Dance Crew in the last episode. Because this dance reminds me of a specific dance from like season 10. That was too many in our song. And this, uh, this song, I should oh. say, reminds me of that. But I really liked it. No, also good. The Wolves songs are always really good. Yeah. And the context of this is the Wolves are... The Wolves are the ones who are really giving the most pushback about inviting the aliens in. Because they think the aliens are there to steal their moons. Mm-hmm. Which, like, at the beginning, they kind of yeah. are. And then they realize it's not what they're there for. So... But it's good. It's very kind of like edgy, angsty, angry, hip hoppy. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. What's the next um, one? I think the next one is what is it? Oh, is it an exceptional red? Yes. Oh. You're a leader. I hate to say, but I'm nervous. I do I prove I deserve this. I'm trying to be a perfect zombie. And everybody's counting on me. I love that I song. I thought it was so cute. It was such a theater song. It reminded me of Teen Beach 2. And maybe it was just because it started on the beach. And you know what it kind of reminded me of? This is so, so random. Right. Um, from Carrie the Musical. Ooh. The World According to Chris. Ooh. The world according to Chris. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Because it was that sort of like one character focused narrative, like them talking about their own assets and qualities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it 
And that's something about it really reminded me of that, which is really funny. I thought it was so fun. And that was, he was like hyping him up, himself up. The whole town was coming to support him because he was getting ready to do his in-person interview was, at home. Yeah, for the scholarship. For the Mountain College. Yeah, it was the Exceptional Student Scholarship and he wasn't sure he believed he deserved it. Um, but everyone else, so he like, sang a song called Exceptional yeah, Everyone else was, like, hyping him up, and they had a parade for him, and at the very end of the song, the admissions counter, whatever, it's like, what did you do to deserve this? And he's like, I have no idea. And his little sister got, like, a solo. She was so grown up in this one. She was so grown up in She's this She's like a teenager now. It's weird. I actually, it made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, it was like Uncanny Valley. Yes, it was. Um, and then, the next one, there's a little reprise of Exceptional Z, mm-hmm. and then, Addison gets her big old angst solo. Yes. I'm finally me. When she finally comes into her alien powers, right before the big cheer competition, and... She's realizing that's why she's never really fit in, is because she doesn't actually fit in there, and those aren't her people, or that's not, you know, it's not her pack or her mm-hmm. crew or whatever. Honestly, so Addison annoyed me in this movie uh, a little bit. A little bit. Oh, jinx. Um, she, like I said, I have a lot of angry notes about her towards the end um, that were kind of mean, and I won't read them because they were expletives, but. I, you know, like, during the Exceptional Zed, one of my notes was, I love that Zed is finally getting some of the hype that Allison got. Like, he was the pioneer, not her. Like, you know, he did a lot more of integrating. Not that she was, you know, I mean, she was obviously progressive. But she, like, this whole time was, like, it was very much about, like, I don't fit in. I don't fit in. And it was, like, okay, but, like, you do. Right. You just have blonde hair. Yeah. That's a little lighter. Yeah. Um, so... I was happy for her to, you know, finally complete her character arc. But at the same time, I was like, stop making it about yourself. This is Zed's movie. Great. I did feel like Zed's movie a little bit. Yes, definitely. Um, I, at one point, wrote, I wish that they would let Milo sing more. Because a lot of the songs, they kind of make him, like, talk. But then they listened to me and gave us exceptional Zed. Yes, and it was so good. Um, and then... Can I have to say, the I'm Finally Me song? Yes. Was good. Oh, we're talking about Addison's song. Are you saying there wasn't anything... There was nothing particularly exceptional about that song. It was not exceptional Zed. It was not exceptional Addison. Um, no, it was a bummer, because... Kind of an idea I see. I mean, you know me, I don't love a ballad. You don't love it. Um, I preferred it, I think, to her, her, the ballad that she sang from the first movie that was called, like, Stand or Stand Tall. This one was, yes. Um, and then they win the cheer championship, even though they didn't deserve it. Um, the other team was better. And also, it was, like, the international cheer championship, but there were Three teams. Seabrook, the Eels, and the Zombies. I mean, I mean, the aliens. Yeah. Not great. 
I just to be fair, it goes to the only ones we saw. Listen, the, the other two went and they were like, oh, it's our final or our third and final team. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, it is possible, but they win. Um, she, they find out that Allison's the coordinates. And then we have the Sunday prize, which we talked about a little bit already. It was beautiful. It reminded me of um. A little bit of Camp Rock 2 in the finale, where they sing around the campfire. And also a little bit of Pitch Perfect 2, where they sing Compass around the campfire. Yes. It's getting very much nostalgic. Long Live by Taylor Swift. Yes. That's the vibe. Um, and then... A lot of fun, all the good times. And yeah, it was everyone got to sing together, not just the two of them. Zed had some beautiful vocals. Really, it was a strong performance from him and Madison. Um, and then the last song is Nothing But Love. And it, I also can't stop listening to this. It's a good pump-up song. It also reminds me of something that they would sing in Pitch Perfect. Yes, it's really cute. It was their, like, final, like... Like, if you were seeing a stage show, it would be the song that they sang after everyone went out. This song also feels so final, like a curtain call. And there was even some references to the other movies, like, like songs, like they said, you know, like, oh, like, do it like zombies do, and Neon the Night, and, um, Bucky had, you know, his moment. It was so cute. Match when he was he got in the spaceship after all the aliens were back and he's like I'm gonna bring cheer to the universe and then he starts I'm going space I'm going space yeah that was so fun I did right before this like that was like almost like the post credits scene or like during the credits right at the end of the finale song like you know they're like oh like hugging each other and cheering. And the last line, or I said, you cannot tell me that the last line in the movie is Zed slash Milo saying hi, baby, to Addison and Melton. But then we got a Bucky outro, so it wasn't the last, we have to go back and watch it. But I still loved the Bucky outro, so. Um, there we go. Um, uh, and that's the yeah, I think I hated the last 15 to 20 minutes of this movie. You hate it, but you still loved it. Yeah, I did. Um, I think as I was watching it, I was, I was hating it. So, it was so upset. It was, well, obviously I then found out that she doesn't have forever. She comes back. Um, but I wrote, you know, they find out that Earth is not utopia. Earth is utopia, and I wrote in all caps. Earth is not utopia because Earth is not utopia. Um, but I wrote, I'm all sad, but she's going back, not for her sake though, only for Zed's. Right. Oh, that's a whole plot that we didn't really touch on. The Wayne is woman. The reason humans, the aliens, need to find a new place to live is because their last planet was destroyed um, through because of environmental issues. Yeah, they said, like, everyone in Seabrook was like, did no one, like, do anything warn you? Like, I was totally unaware. And they're like, no, nobody said anything because they're, they're like a society. Yeah, it's like peaceful, non-conflict. Mom used 
harmony and like yeah that stuff so much that yeah so not only did we have the racial metaphor the indigenous metaphor the immigration metaphor we also had global warming yes so um what else do you have there was a lot more breaking the fourth wall in this movie Say more about that. Well, in the first movie, I honestly don't remember it that much in the second one, but in the first movie, like, it was just kind of in the opening that you strapped to the camera. In this one, it was a lot more frequent, like, um, like, talking to the camera to the audience, like, during, what's it called? During Ain't No Doubt About It, like, they'd be singing, and they'd be like, you know, you know, we're not nervous, totally unconcerned with things uncertain, and they'd be like, and there's the Hobbit Squad, like, you know, they'd make, like, little slides, it sounds like, like a slides to the camera. And they've kind of done that throughout the series, but it did seem pretty heavy. Yeah, it felt like it happened a little bit more in this one. Um, but I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't not like it. It just it was something I noticed. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, what else do you have? I don't really have... I don't know. I kind of, I don't have a ton else I really wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I honestly got through most of what I wanted to say. Oh, so much of it was mostly on the music. Um, there was one thing that really annoyed me that, that they said a couple of times and I was like, oh, um, people kept calling each other boo. Did we catch on to that? No. So in the first, in the Alien Invasion song, Addison has like a little rap moment where she's like, I'll handle myself, thanks anyways, boo. And I was like, oh. And then later, I think Brie calls Bonzo boo. And I wrote, why does everyone keep calling their boyfriend boo? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not such an important note, but... Honestly, because they were just very cute in this movie together. They were. They have, they have, we've said this every movie thus far in this franchise. They have really good chemistry. These little actors. They do. They have really good chemistry um, in the farewell scene, in what we think is their final farewell, where you, where you all sobbed. Like, the two of them were crying. What? Could you no, it was so beautiful. They did, they did their jobs. They made us feel. No, we gotta watch it tonight. <laughs> I won't. I'm emotionally drained. I can't. I have to be up early for work. Me too. But um, yeah. I mean, I wrote one of the main things about Addison in the end when I was frustrated with her that I I won't say because I I kind of take it back. I was, you know, I was, I was feeling emotional and vulnerable. Right. It was a snap reaction. Yeah. Um, well. It's done. It is. We did zombies. We did zombies. 
Nice job. Oh, good to you. Happy that we managed to do this? I'm so happy you managed to do I do love these little seals. It's good that you didn't hit the descendants. It's all these. It's all. They've all got me. This is going to give them like a lot of descendants. Well, they've all been really, really similar and true. Maybe, hold on, for some reason this one hit me a little bit more. And maybe, I think one of the reasons I like it better now than like in the moment when I first watched it is I was kind of like, this is ridiculous, but then I was like, okay, but like if this was in Descendants, it would be fine. Yes, yeah, it's fine. You're right. You're right. So you said, let's check ourselves. Yeah, I, I'm not going to have better standards. Right, and it's all decoms. Except for having time too. Yeah. Forget you, Halloween Town 2. Um, so now that we've done this little series, uh, we're probably gonna take another poll. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's been almost a month of zombies. You know. It's about a fun month. You want to take us away? I will. I'm going to go to my mic, but my mic is on my lapel, so. <laughs> this has been the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. This episode was edited by Lizzie and collectively conceived of as a postgrad crisis by Lizzie and Hannah. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor, and we hope you'll join us again next week.